0: This season, prepare for every season with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. These shoes were made for adventures in rain, shine, mist, or snow. Go to allbirds.com and use code FRESHSOCKS for a free pair of socks with your purchase. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. sides, we taking over. and shout! If I run play shout music <laughs> one two ready let's read I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's Word which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path in this year of fruitfulness I will manifest good results in every area of my life in Jesus name Amen remain standing for me for just one second say miracles are happening say manifestation is happening Say what he's done for another, he'll do greater for me. Haters get bent, so I'm gonna get. I says, so can we celebrate one more time that miracle that only took 19 days to come to pass? <laughs> Homeless on New Year's Eve, and 19 days later moving into their own place. Y'all not talking to me. <laughs> All right. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. Proverbs 5.23. Week three of the series called Fruitfulness. Proverbs 5.23. It says, watch this. He dies for a lack of discipline. Why do things die? Lack like of discipline. Why do people get out of shape? Lack like of discipline. Why do people sometimes get into debt? Lack like of discipline. Why do good relationships fail? Lack like of discipline. Now some of them need to fail. Because you put that together. God didn't. What God has joined together, let that man put on Not what you did because he was lonely. He died for a lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he is led astray. Father, customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you've ordained. That is that in this year, we will be fruitful. That is we would manifest good results in every area of our life we rebuke anything that opposes our fruitfulness any enemy any enemy that opposes our forward progress we rebuke that now i declare that discouragement falls off for of everybody under the sound of my voice frustration falls off after everybody under the sound of my voice and i pray that today you would speak with such power and clarity that people would leave this experience in saying all my questions have been answered and god has spoken life into my life in jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats, look at the amount on your left and your right and just say, don't destroy your own fruit. Don't destroy, don't destroy your own fruit. Don't destroy your own fruit. You can be seated. We are in uh, this year of manifestation. That's what 2019 is. Because the number nine is a prophetic number. In scripture, there is something called biblical numerology. That is gematria. It is the study of the spiritual significance of numbers in the Bible. Nine, the significance of that number, watch this, it's a number of birthing. Say birthing. In other words, nine says that whatever you've been carrying is finally going to come forth. Nine says whatever you've been holding, you're finally, watch this, going to have it in your hand. Many times in life, the great issue that we have is between, watch this, conception and giving birth to something. I thought about it and I started preparing for it, watch this, years ago, but it sometimes takes time to give birth to it. And watch this, the greater it is in size, the longer it takes to birth some of you better hear me because you've been saying why does it seem like somebody else got through a part of their life and it took them quicker than it's taking me it's a direct indication of the size of what you're about to give birth to if you're giving birth to something insignificant that'll be done quickly but if you're gonna give the some- birth to something that's gonna change the community and change your bloodline and change your family and change the world then it's gonna take a little time somebody say I'm giving birth to something big this year One of the greatest things that you're giving birth to this year is a new version of yourself. A version of you that's not worried about the same stuff you used to worry about. A version of you that doesn't complain about the same stuff you used to complain about. A version of you that sleeps when you used to be up all night. A version of you that's not worried about who's talking about you. In fact, you're thankful. You're thankful that they're talking about you because you just found out where your strength is. Whenever you find out what people attack, that's where your strength is. The reason they say you're bougie is because they're whack. Y'all not talking to me. And so they got to attack where your strength is. The reason they say you do too much is because they don't do enough. They're attacking where your area of strength is. Somebody say, I'm becoming brand new. So not only is it the number of birthing, it's the number of a completion of a cycle. And I keep saying this for the last several weeks since New Year's Eve, because I need you to get this deep and down on the inside of you. So if you don't remember anything else when you face a storm, you'll remember this is my year of fruitfulness. You'll remember that this is the year where I watch this. My cycles are coming to an end. It takes a seed to break a cycle and a cycle. Check this out. is anything in which you're going in a circuitous motion. You're going in circles. You're going in circles. It's the same cycle of life. And for many of you watch this. You've been going through watch this the same cycles. It's a different day. Same cycle. It's a different year. Watch this. Same cycle. But I need you to hear me and hear me good. God will not tolerate you walking in the same cycles and the same circles in 2019. Why? Because the number nine prophesies to you. That means it's foretelling and it's foretelling. It's creating something and it's making me aware of what God has already said. For everybody who believes that every cycle in your life that has been sending you in circles, going round and round, where you're busy but you're not productive, where you're using energy but you have nothing to show, if you believe those are coming, Coming to an end in 2019, I need you to holler yes one time. Coming to an end, which means there's some people who are not going to recognize this new you because this new you is not going to tolerate the same cycles that the old you used to tolerate. There's some people around you that are not going to be able to understand why it is that you watch this aren't tolerating stuff you used to tolerate. It is because I am not the same me I was. I gave birth to a new me and the new me ain't going in circles and the new me is not living in cycles. And then finally, it is the number of fruitfulness. That means I'm going to have results. I'm going to have something to show. To get fruit means I had to sow something. To sow something, that means the seed had to go into the ground and it had to die. Which means I had to go through a process of getting excited, then watching what I got excited about die. <laughs> I have to go through a process of placing something in the ground as seed and watching that seed die. Watch this. Being frustrated. Being angry. Being angry being mad let me get in your business feeling like a failure feeling like nothing ever works out feeling like how dumb you were because you did this that and the other matter of fact ashamed to even tell people your real story because the truth be told is your story still scares you a little bit y'all ain't saying nothing to me and i'm here to tell you that god says god says that process from when you sold something and then you watched it die and you got frustrated and it felt like a failure god says in 19 he says that thing is growing up That thing is coming into fruition, which means you're going to have something to show for all the seed you put in the ground. You're going to have something to look at for all of the labor you had to deal with. You're going to have some fruit in this year. And I'm not just talking about cash, cars, and clothes. I'm talking about some spiritual fruit. Baby, this year you're going to have some power. shut up. This is going to be a year where you're going to be able to decree a thing and watch it be established. This is going to be the year where you can walk up, lay hands on the sick, and see them recover. This is going to be the year where everybody sick of your bloodline, they're going to come to you for prayer and get healed. Somebody say fruitfulness. Say it again. Say fruitfulness. No, 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 that's what it means. it means. It means birthing, the completion of a cycle, and fruitfulness. This is week three of this series called Fruitful to give some practicality to what's been prophesied. It's not enough to just prophesy and be spiritual. We now need to be practical. How are we going to get it done? Somebody say how. how. It's great to get excited about the blueprint. Now you got to build it. Most of us get stuck shouting in the hallway with the blueprints so that we never move forward to go build what it is that we labor to, to lay out. That won't be your 2019. Your 2019, you working on something. And people say, why are you always so busy? I'm working on something. Why are you always not available? I'm working on something. Why you don't hang out with us no more? Y'all ain't going nowhere. And I am working on something. What, what, what's this? What's this? What's this? So week one, we learned we need wisdom. Week two, we learned that we need faith. Today, I want to issue a challenge to you. Do not destroy your own fruit because you lack discipline. Proverbs 5, 23 says, he dies for lack of discipline. Here's the principle. Anything dies because of a lack of discipline. Anything dies because of a lack of discipline. Your faith will die because of lack of discipline. Do you know what it takes to be full of faith? You have to be faithful. When you stop being faithful, you're no longer full of faith. So you'll say, I just feel like I don't feel it no more. Well, that, that's the first problem. You thought faith was a feeling. It ain't a feeling, baby. It's an action. What I believe causes me to change what I do. Are you hear what I'm saying? All right, I, I said, do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, Fruitfulness requires discipline. Discipline is what I do consistently that others do. Watch this haphazardly. Discipline is what I do on a daily basis. That's my discipline. That's my discipline. Uh, 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 one of the disciplines for me personally is that I don't like to eat after 6 o'clock. Okay? Now, when, uh, before, I'm so proud of y'all because normally when I say that, y'all, woo, That's my personal discipline. So today, when I leave church, please understand, I am busy. Is Bishop available? No, he's not available. (laughs) Bishop is dining radicially. That is what Bishop does. Because I haven't eaten since yesterday at 423. Now, I'm not not saying that for any other reason except this. That's my discipline. See, I lost 95 pounds, and I want to keep that off. People say, why Bishop always wearing skinny jeans? Because I'm finally skinny. I wasn't skinny before, so you can't wear what you're not. Y'all not talking to me. So you can say whatever you want to say. I'm not studying you. I really am not. I really am not. You know what I had to go through to be able to be able to get a pair of skinny jeans? Shut up. I'm not going to let you talk me out of what I've worked hard to be able to wear. (laughs) Now, check this out. Discipline means I do it consistently. What are your disciplines, 1115? What do you do consistently, not occasionally? Occasional, watch this, is happenstance. Discipline is daily. What do you do daily? Here are three disciplines you're going to need, and we're going to need in 2019. Here's the first one, pursuit of the kingdom. Say pursuit of the kingdom. Talk to me like an army. Say pursuit of the kingdom. Matthew 6. That sounds good right there. Matthew 6.33. Jesus Did not tell us to pursue him. So notice I didn't say pursue Jesus. If if the most Christian churches, here's what they're teaching. Oh, let's pursue Jesus, brother. Go after Jesus, brother. Just reach out to Jesus. Go after Jesus with your whole heart, brother. (laughs) Out of order. Totally wrong and disrespectful. Because that's not what Jesus said to pursue. (gasps) Jesus never said to pursue him. Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the what? Kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Let me say it another way. And all this fruit will be added unto you. Yes, he never said to seek him. He said to seek what's important to him. Because when you make something, watch this. Here's real love. Mary J says he's searching for her. Real here's real love. Real love is when you make what's important to them important to you. Even though originally it wasn't important to you. Real love says, I can't stand movies like that, but since you like them, come on, let's go. You want the jumbo popcorn baby? Come on. Ladies, I just helped y'all, and I don't appreciate your silence. I really don't I really do not. That's very disrespectful. It's been funny. got to have fun in church. Watch. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Translation, if you love me, do what I say. Here's what a lot of Christians do. Lord, I love you so much. Oh, I love you right here. And then leave and don't do nothing he says. So then you wonder, where's my fruit? God says, your fruit was in you doing what I said. You didn't do what I said, so you can't have fruit. But in 2019, you're going to have some fruit. He says, if we sought the kingdom first, that all these things would be added to us. Now, these things represent fruitfulness. Say fruit. Fruit. So let's define the kingdom. The kingdom is heaven's attributes on earth. Another definition. The kingdom is God's MO, his modus operandi. That means it's how he does things. Let me give you an example. Here's kingdom. The world says, get all you can, can all you get. Right? That's what we're taught, especially in capitalistic America. Not criticizing, it's just what we're taught, right? We're taught get as much as we can and then can as much as we get. And then look back on all the people who didn't help us and say, back then you didn't want me, now I'm hot, you all up on me. Here's kingdom, give. And it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I'll make other people give it to you. People who can't stand you will walk up and say, here. People who really wanted to see you fail will walk up and pay it off. He'll make people favor you because they've got to pour. He says, he who waters will also be watered himself. That's kingdom. Here's world. World says, you hurt me and I'll hurt you back. You hit me, I'll hit you back. You cut me, I'll cut you back. You look at me wrong, I will make a U-turn and follow you back. How many recovering road, road rage people in here? Thank you for your honesty. To where when they don't give you the thank you hand, it's personal. You're like, wait a minute, I know I got to hold on, but let me make a U-turn. You didn't see me back there? You couldn't have gave me no thank you hand? Disrespectful. That's why I'm moving. <laughs> Watch. Okay, that's world. Here's kingdom. Forgive your enemies. (sighs) Forgive those who persecute you. What? Pray for those who spitefully use me. You mean they use me and I got to pray for them? I don't understand this. That's kingdom. Kingdom says you don't have time to hold on to that because you won't be able to possess this. If your hands are back here in your past, you cannot embrace what I'm putting in your prison. I need somebody to let it go today. I need somebody to forgive them today. I need somebody not to be worried about it today. God says, you don't have one year. You don't have one minute to keep holding on to that. I dare you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I let it go. Let go of what your mama did to you. Let go of what your daddy did to you. Let go of what that friend did to you. God says, I'm going to give you some fruit for what you went through. Watch. So we see kingdom. It's how God does things. So check this out. Luke 17, 21 says the kingdom has been placed in us, which means God put heaven's attributes or God's MO in us. Luke 17, 21 says, look, no one will say here is it there or over here. He says, behold, the kingdom of God is the midst of you. New King James says it is in you. Check it out. So in you is heaven. Okay. Ecclesiastes says he's placed eternity in us. Which means in you is heaven. Which means, watch this, you may have been born here, but you're not from here. I want to preach like I want to now. In Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And he said, then, watch this, I ordained you and sanctified you to be a prophet, a mouthpiece to the nations. Which means conception wasn't your origination. You were with God before you were ever conceived in the earth. Which means when you were sent to the earth, you were sent to be the answer to a problem in the earth. And God says, watch this, when I sent you, I put heaven in you. So that you'll be able to transform your environment to look like where you come from. You're not hearing what I'm saying. That's why sometimes you got to be put in hellacious situations so you can turn hell and turn it into heaven. That's why you were able to go through that molestation and forgive him. Why? Because God says you're going to take a hell of a situation and you're going to turn it into heaven. You've got the ability to change your environment. Watch this 1115 from the inside out. Which means whenever you find yourself up against the wall and you don't know what to do, There's something in you God's trying to pull out of you. Did you get that? Now, here's why you need to understand that. Here's why you need to understand that. Which means God put heaven in us so we can manifest heaven's attributes wherever we are. Question, when you show up, does it feel like heaven or hell? When people see you coming, they're like, oh. (laughs) Oh, Gehenna. It's A Greek word for hell means hot trash, like hot Cheetos. <laughs> when people see you coming, and they say, oh, Gehenna. <laughs> it's third Sunday. Come back on fifth Sunday, I say the real word. Oh, Gehenna. Or when you show up, the people say, oh, God. It's about to get real. Because they about to get it together. See, let me tell you how you know you got authority. That the people who don't like you only don't like you because when you show up, order comes. <laughs> When you show up, authority comes. When you show up, stuff that's messed up has to get in order. Don't you apologize for that. Just say, that's what I bring to the table. See, you bring hell to the table, I bring heaven to the table. You bring confusion, I bring order. God is not the author of confusion, but he is the God of order. So check this out. So to seek means to pursue and go all in. Isn't that what Matthew said? Seek ye what? First, which means the first priority you need to have for the blow your... I'm uh-uh, gonna blow, uh, 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 bust your bubble rather. Watch this? First priority is not your spouse. That ain't scripture. First priority, watch this, parents, ain't your kids. I'm just telling you, Bible. If you got a problem with me, keep it to yourself. That's your problem with me, not my problem with the text. Okay? Your first priority, watch this, is not you. Your first priority, let me tell you why it's so, such a struggle for some folk to keep keep a roof over their head and close on their back. It's because that's your first priority. And God says, that's why you never have what you want. You can't have what you want most because you don't want what I want. But I think there's some people in here that are saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. I want what you want first. Say first. Seek ye first, not when you get to it, not when it's convenient, not when everybody else fails. God is sick of being your side piece. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. God says, why you got all these other people first, and I come up last. I think there's some people in here that are saying, God, in 2019, you're not going to be what? You're going to be? You're going to be? Seek ye first. Top party. The kingdom. Check this out. Here are the basic attributes of the kingdom. Romans 14, 17. Cause see, to seek means to pursue. To go all in. Whatever it takes. I'm a whatever it takes guy. This is me personally. Me personally, whatever it takes is what it takes. You hear what I'm saying? So, so if it takes all day. Takes all day. The clock don't move me. In fact... I move certain clocks out of certain rooms so I'm not moved by it. See, because we have this pre- predisposed idea that, well, if it takes longer than this, that's too long. That may be true. but Here's the reality. You're done when it's done. Watch this. Right. <clears throat> Some people wonder why they never get promoted on their job. It's because your supervisor tolerates you. It's inconvenient to start looking for somebody else. But you're going to be the type of person, watch this, in 2019, where you do what you do so well that they're going to want to promote you over yeah. and over. And, and every time you turn around, bonus, t- y'all ain't saying nothing, favor, every time you turn around, we're going to pay that off every time you turn around. Here's another promotion, because you're going to do what you do so well that they, for favor and promotion are going to find you. Yeah. Say all in. For some of us in 2019, we got to take off these limits, take off these restrictions. God says, stop putting your little big toe in the water. Baby, you need to jump all. That's why I got on blue today. So you can jump all the way in the water. Slap your neighbor. High five. Say, get all in there. Get on in there. We live in a culture that's committed to non-commitment. We don't want to commit to nothing. We got people who date for eight years. What? I don't understand. Why is it taking so long? Cause you don't want to commit, y'all ain't saying nothing. Don't take eight years to figure it out. Got dog on it. If you ain't can't figure that out in twelve months, baby, it's over. You the only two that don't know it. Is it too real for a Sunday morning? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Let's go deeper. <laughs> Can we go deeper? You cannot win with what you will not commit to. Say all in, all in. which means I gotta be fully invested if I want to get a full return on my investment. Did you catch that? We like to be committed to non-commitment. The telephone companies won't even put us on contract no more. You've been with Sprint since 1989 and won't do a contract. (laughs) You had the great brick phone when you got with Sprint got that Motorola flip phone. You was doing it. Oh, wait a minute. Who remember the Nextel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember when I got my first pager. <laughs> I remember when I got my first pager. It was Teal. Come on, Teal. <laughs> it was Teal. And I had that pager, and I look, I was so proud of my pager. You were supposed to flip it in the pocket. I was like, I ain't doing that. I flipped it on the outside. I was like, You're going to see me. Who paid to me? Who is this? Who is this? Low sale. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> Say all in. all in. God needs you to be all in this year. All into serving, all in the giving, all into praise, all into worship. Some of us, we, we're not even committed to worship. Not even committed to praise. Everybody, lift your hands. No, this, this is what some people do. This is what people do. Thank you, though. <laughs> this front row was like, hey, "Hallelujah!" Just yes, Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord. I was, uh, I was talking to, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and and her her brother uh, was in a very bad accident, and uh, and and uh, we prayed for him and all that. And I said, "How's your brother doing?" She said, he's doing good, he's doing good, he's out, he's recovering, and he's doing all that. I said, I bet you he's going to be on the front row in church now, huh? And, uh, and he heard me in the background. I didn't know I was on speaker. <laughs> I said, you got me on speaker and didn't tell me? And he started laughing. He said, you, he said, you're right, you're right, you're right. Here's my point, is that don't let, watch this, don't let pain be the reason you're pushed to praise. <laughs> come on church and we've all done it but god says in 2019 i'm gonna need you to be all in with praise and worship so that watch this you don't have to be told to lift your hands you come in with your you don't need to be told to shout you came with a shout you don't need to be told to clap you came with a clap somebody shalom. i'm all in so Romans 417 says heaven's basic attributes are righteousness that means right standing with god and good character peace peace is a hebrew word shalom this means nothing missing you know what Nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. And joy. Joy means to do something with gladness and to do it great. So here's the basic attributes of heaven. Let me give them to you. Right standing with God, good character, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. I'm glad and great. I want to challenge how we view the verse, though. Do we go all in to do things in our life that way? What do you mean, Bishop? Do you do things right? Right or do you do them your way? Checklist say eight steps, you did six. It's quiet here. Good character. Characters who you really are, reputation is who people think you are. We often care more about our rep than our character. You care more about what they think than what you really are. And here's what I've learned. People are going to say what they want to say. And it's got more to do with who they are than who I am. So you can talk about me all you want. That's your issue with me, not my issue with myself. What I'm concerned about is what's the truth? Would you lay your hands on your neighbor on their shoulder and just say, you may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. All they know is your rep. They don't know the real you. They don't know the you that cares. That's compassionate. That get... look, 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 look. Right, standing with God, good character. Then, do you do things so that nothing is missing, or does everything you do have to get double checked? Do you do things so that nothing is broken, or is every time you leave a room something's broken? Do you do things so that nothing is lacking, or is everything that has your name on it is always lacking? Do you do things so that all is well, or is everything you do not well? Do you do things with gladness or with an attitude? You, you watch this, all my entrepreneurs and business owners, you, you know one of, the most, one, of the most, one of the most annoying things is ha- having people, watch this, you pay with an attitude. Yeah, see, I have two problems with that. One, your attitude. Second is, I pay you, and you think you're going to have an attitude. Yep, well you're going to learn today. You ever had somebody like that? Where, where, you know, what they do, and they have an attitude with it. Could you imagine, s- sometimes, could you imagine going somewhere, you go in a restaurant, you wanna have, you just want to have a good meal? And they got an attitude, bring your water, here's your water. Baby, I'm going to need you to set that down with a little bit more gladness. I'm going to need you to go take a bathroom break and come back. What you got going on in your personal life ain't got nothing to do with this professional life. See, some of y'all keep bringing your private struggles into your public life. And what you need to do is realize everything I'm doing, I need to do it with gladness. I don't have a right to have an attitude because God's been too good to me. Somebody holler, he's been good to me. We don't have a right to have it. I was watching this documentary yesterday about this guy who who was born. His mother worked at a particular chemical plant, and there was this particular chemical, which they say is in ninety nine percent of Americans' bloodstreams. Now it was really alarming to me. I was like, Why don't we know this? And then I said, Oh, it's America. And um. <laughs> and, and 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 the young man, he was born with birth defects. And and as I was looking at this. Uh, all because of this chemical his mother was exposed to when she was working watch this she was doing her job She wasn't doing anything wrong and he didn't have a choice or a say in how he was born He was born with these defects that affected his face He had to have I believe the number was like over 30 some odd surgeries just so that his face looked somewhat similar to a, a What they consider a typical human face And when I was watching that documentary on Netflix. I lifted my hands and I started repenting I said God forgive me for complaining and not being glad because he didn't have a say in looking like that and yet he's got a good attitude and he's moving forward through life and what I'm sitting here mad about ain't nothing as near as what he's dealing with I'm going to need you to look at your neighbor and say you don't have a right to be mad well bishop you don't know what they did to me I know what they did but how long are you going to let them keep doing it because you stay mad about it because you stay angry about it somebody say I got to be glad in what I do and then it means great. It means whatever I do, I do it in a great way. So watch this. The evidence of your fingerprint is that once you've done with something, it has been done so well that people say, "Oh, I know that work. That's so and so's work." Are you hearing what I'm saying? Lift your hands. Say, "Father, in 2019, I will pursue the kingdom. In everything I do, I'm going to do it with gladness. I'm going to do it great. I'll do it so nothing is missing, so nothing is broken." so nothing is lacking so that all is well my character will be great and i'll do it right in jesus name that's going to be your seal in 2019 it's right that's going to be your seal in 2019 is that it's right that's going to be your seal in 2019 it's done well the company will know you did it watch this because it was done right Here's the second thing, here's the second thing, here's the second thing. Say, so that's the first discipline. Here's the second discipline, the persistent purging of pride. If I was to ask most of us in here, you think you have a pride issue, most people say no. That's pride. Pride is an inflated sense of one's status. Come in, New Jack City, I was the prom queen of Carver High. It's an inflated sense of one's status. It's used synonymously with this word hubris, which is an overconfident arrogance. Arrogance is a sense of superiority, being self centered and selfish, and watch this a mentality of entitlement. And many people destroy their own fruit because of pride. Here's what pride does pride dishonors and doesn't care. Dishonor means you didn't, watch this, adjust to who you needed something from. That's dishonor. Dishonor says, I'm not adjusting. See, proof of honor is adaptation. Pride says, I'm not adapting. I'd I'd rather struggle than adapt. That, that, that's what pride says. That's what pride says. I'm gonna need y'all to shout because I'm gonna be them to flow up all this hitting my. I subsidize you're now shouting when I. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. Pride acts foolish. Fool, a fool, by biblical definition, is one who lives as if there is no God. So you can be a Christian and a fool because you live as if he's not there. You're so worried about, watch this, other people catching you that you didn't consider. Pride uses absolutes without being resolute. Pride says, I'll never leave you. Well, you've not been tested to leave me, so we don't know whether or not that's true. Pride uses absolutes that aren't resolute. You cannot trust what you cannot test, and you cannot test what hasn't been around long enough. That's why it's dangerous. I was talking to uh, I was, uh, uh, I was a pastor friend of mine, and he was telling me about this relationship. He's in all that, and I relationship, and then after two months, he was saying that the gal was saying she was in love. I said, you need to run. I said, she crazy. I said, if after two months she's in love and talking about marriage and all that, I said, sir, listen, you need to catch the next flight to Denver and tell her for a week, I will put you on staff for a week, and then you need to go back home. (laughs) I said, after two months, I said, y'all ain't been through no test. He tells me that that Tuesday. Uh, By that Friday, it was over. I said, what happened? She said she just needed to be by herself right now. I said, I thought she said, she loved you. I said, said she used an absolute that she wasn't resolute about and it wasn't tested. And because it wasn't tested, you couldn't trust it. So we often do that. We we say never about stuff that we ain't been tempted to do yet. Some people say, I'll I'll, I'll never sleep around, but that's because you ain't been tempted. Ain't nobody been in your DMs. so. It's quiet in the church. I'm going to need y'all to act like this is real life. It's easy to say you're going to be victorious about what you've not been tempted with. Pride says, I'll never do that. And then you find yourself doing it. Pride lacks gratitude. Pride doesn't say thank you. Pride thinks you owe me something. Pride doesn't say thank you. Pride doesn't give thank you hands when you're driving. Disrespectful. Watch. Pride complains. <laughs> Pride always got a complaint. Never a solution, though. Well, why we got to do this? And why we do this? And why they do that? And why they do this? Don't even tie, but you complain about stuff at the church. <laughs> you know, you show up to work late and leave early and complain about all the policies. Y'all know folk like that? If you don't know nobody like that, check your seat. I ain't beating you up. Let's just get free. Somebody say, give us us free. It's from a movie. Pride is stubborn. Stubborn means I'm not doing it. I'm not changing. And you know what I've noticed the most, can I be honest with you, 1115? The most stubborn people are normally the people with not much fruit to show. Have you noticed that? Have you ever noticed the most stubborn people are the people without much fruit to show, yet they stubborn. They stubborn. I ain't moving. I ain't changing I ain't doing it different. Just the way I am. I said what I said. Look, Nene, what I'm going to need you to understand is. <laughs> I ain't talking about it. I'm just making a point. It's a meme. Watch this. Check it out. I'm making a point. Check it out. It's stubborn. And you know what the Bible calls it? Stiff neck. You know what stiff neck means? It means, watch this, your neck is so stiff you won't turn to see it another way. And today I want to unveil a hidden source of pride that we talked about in the past couple of messages. You want to know a hidden source of pride in our lives? Fear. Wait a minute, mister Didn't you just tell us that fear and faith are roommates? Didn't you just tell us it's impossible to walk by faith without fear? Oh, yes, that's what I said. But you need to know what's fueling your fear. Often your fear is fueled by pride and pride is fueled by shame. You don't want to be embarrassed because you have an inflated sense of your status. You have now concocted this great version of you. That only exists to you. You're so worried about walking by faith that I don't want to be embarrassed. Imagine Peter getting out of the water. He's walking on water. All his friends are still in the boat. He's walking with faith and fear simultaneously because he's doing something new. So it's uncomfortable. It's different. It involves fear. Fear is the absence of the right information, but it's often fueled by pride. He starts to sink because he starts looking at the storm. And what's amazing to me is the thing that he feared the most is the thing that happened. One of the dangers why you have to fight through it. Say, I got to fight through fear, because if you don't fight through fear, fear will attract what you don't want to happen. You're so scared of getting fired, fear will get you fired. You're so scared of the relationship failing that you'll make it fail. It's quiet in the church. It will literally draw to you what it is that you don't want to happen. How you know that, Bishop? Give me scripture. Let's go Bible. Job said, and the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. But what was he? An upright man that lived by faith, but he never, ever dealt with what was fueling his fear, which was his pride, which is an inflated sense of status. What will they say? Look, they're working out their own stuff. I'm going to need you to not be afraid of what your neighbor thinks because your neighbor got their own stuff they're working out. I'm going to need you to look at them right now and just say, I'm not worried about what you think about me. If they didn't look, look at them and say, I'm not worried about what you think about me. Say, you got your own stuff to work out. And the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, which means you got to worry about what you're doing. I don't have time. I don't have time to worry about what you think. I says, and you ain't financing. Can we be honest that we've all, if now with that understanding that we all have had that type of pride that has fueled our fear? We, we really, really, thank you for the honest people with your hands up. Rest of them, in a the minute, I'm gonna give us call an invitation to Christ. <laughs> We all have. We've all not wanted to take risks because of how we look. What happens if I'm not good enough? What happens if they don't like it? What happens if I fail? What happens if it doesn't go right? What, what, what happens if I look embarrassed? What happens if I'm standing there and totally embarrassed? What happens if, if people know that I ain't got it all together? Let me tell you what they will happen. They'll be encouraged. Because they'll realize you ain't got it all together. So now they'll know, oh, wow, it's okay to not have it all together and still be in pursuit of better. When I talk to pastors, I don't want to hear about the good stuff. I say, I don't care about that. I said, tell me where you're hurting. You show me your pain. Show me your wounds. Show me your cuts. Show me your stabs. Some of your Judas's. That's what I want to know, why? Because I want to know that, watch this, I'm not the only one. Would you encourage everybody on your row and just tell them you're not the only one, you're not you're not the only one that's failed you're not the only one that's made some mistakes you're not the only one that's given up but here's watch this but the blood of Jesus that helped your neighbor is the same blood that's working for you is there anybody watch this wait is there wait is there anybody watch this where you don't just give God for your victories who can give God for giftory and glory for your failures you missed him Who can give God glory for your failures? Not just the stuff that went well, but who can give him glory for the stuff that didn't? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Watch, watch, watch. Pride, according to Proverbs 16, 18, I'm just about done, says that pride creates falls. In Hebrew, that's the language of our Old Testament, it's this word sheber, which means affliction, a breach. And affliction, watch this. Is unnecessary whoopings. Whoopings are a Southern term for spankings. Anybody know about a whooping? Yeah. See, a spanking, a spanking, you could go back out right after you got spanked. A whooping, you had to sit in sackcloth and asses for a few hours, and then they'd be like, "Eat," and you'd be eating your little hamburger. Y'all see that on? <laughs> be eating your little hamburger, just crying. That's a whooping, a spanker. You can go right back out. Hello, everyone. Praise the Lord. A whooping, you had to sit back there for a little bit. But a whooping is what kept you out of jail. Y'all ain't saying nothing. A whooping kept you from them crazy friends. Y'all ain't talking. A whooping kept you from. The... Who can thank God for your? Didn't I tell you not to? <laughs> but a breach. A breach is created, watch this, which means now where I'm at and where I'm trying to get, there's a gap. Pride creates breaches, which means I don't have a bridge to get to where I want to go. Watch this. Pride, y'all still with me? Pride creates breaking, unnecessary breaking, bruises, crashing, hurt. Here's a crash. The plane's in the air. You're doing good. Here's what pride will do. You get full of yourself, get full of pride. You're in the air. Plane starts surging. Then before you know it, here's the trip. That's worse than the plane never having left the ground. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? What, what's this? Breaking, bruises, crashing, hurt, unnecessary loss. That's what pride does. Pride will steal your fruits, steal your results, and steal what you work for. And I think there's some people in this place that, watch this. We ain't going to wait till the end of the message. Let's handle that now. Say, Father. In Jesus' name. Please forgive me for every ounce of pride that I've walked in forgive me for it give me the grace not to walk in it pride's not stealing my fruit i purge it now i purge it now in jesus name well, i says here's the other thing here's the other thing pride ducks pride pride prolongs fruitlessness in deuteronomy 8 2 it says with the children of israel and you shall remember what the lord your god uh, how he led you all these 40 years 40 years is a lifetime can you imagine for 40 years? For 40 years, they walked around the same place. It was called Mount Sayer. Can you imagine? Watch this all of that busyness, but no productivity. Can you imagine that 1115? Now, it, it's, when we look at the children of Israel, we'll shake our heads and say, How could they do that? Can, can, can I ask you something? Ooh, it's quiet. <laughs> Y'all just left me out there. <laughs> How do you and I do that? He says, I took you to the wilderness for 40 years. Watch this, to humble you. In other words, he says, it took 40 years to get rid of your pride. It took 40 birthdays before you would finally bow down. It took 40 lashes before you'd finally listen. Here's my question. How much more do you need to lose before you listen? Pride, though, keeps you from listening. Pride will make you say, watch this, I'm going to get in your business. This is just the path God has me on. Aren't you going in circles, though? God just has me on a special path. This is, watch this, my truth. God's just got me on a special path. Touch the even say, it don't take that long. Say it in this year. You're coming out of circles and cycles. Your marriage ain't going in that circle again. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Your finances are not going in that circle again. No, they're not. Your children, they're going to get saved this year. You are not going in not single again this year. Somebody say, not this year. <laughs> say it again. Not this year. Last thing pride does is pride pushes you away from God. James 4, 6, he gives grace. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. When you have pride, you'll feel far from God because you moved, not because he did. You'll Be like, God, where you at? God's like, I'm right here. Pride to be like, well, come get me. It's an arrogant thing when I'm paying for your dinner. Let me, can I give you a real practical example? If you're paying for somebody to get something and all this, and, and you're like, okay, come get it. And they're like, well, bring it to me. Then evidently, you don't want what I have. Because if you wanted it, you'll do whatever. Pride, though, will make you look at God. I'm not praying today. I'm not worshiping today. If he says lift your hands one more time, you're going to lift them. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. If he says touch your neighbor one more time, you're going to touch them. Because everybody on your road is walking out of this place in fruitfulness. You might as well just get used to it. Loosen up and get ready to carry some big old fruit up out of here. Here's the third discipline we need. You ready? These are simple principles, but we got to get them. Here's the third one. Watch this. Praying about everything always. Say praying about everything always. 1 Samuel 12, 23. Watch this. We're just going to look at the first part of the verse. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to what? Pray. A lack of prayer is sin. What's sin? Wrongdoing because it hurts us. God says you worried about stuff because you ain't prayed about it. Listen to me, 11, 15. Prayer is a privilege, not a right. And, and somebody, if you grew up in church, they used to say you need to have a prayer life. I never understood that. I never understood that because I said, well, aren't I just supposed to pray? Like, ain't that just part of life? In 2019, you're not going to say, I have a prayer life. What's what you're going to say in 2019? You're going to say, no, prayer is how I live my life. Because I pray 24-7 about everything always. Check this out. Philippians 4:6. Do not be anxious or worry about anything, but in everything about prayer and supplication. Supplication is when you pray for other Christians. Prayer is when you pray for yourself. He says, don't worry about nothing. Pray about it. Pray about it. And when you don't know what to pray, you got some weapons. I've taught you how to pray in the Holy Spirit. Go get the Holy Spirit series. Empire messages, like ghost series like that, or teach about that. But here's another thing you can pray. When you like, Lord, I have no clue what to pray. Here's the prayer. Father, not, your, not my will. Your will. I don't really know what needs to happen here. So since I don't know what to say, I'm going to say whatever you want to do, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. it. <laughs> Some of like, I just don't know what to say, Lord. I, 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 I'm just perplexed and I'm boggled. God says, no, but let's be honest, we do that. Sometimes we don't pray nothing because we're like, I don't know what to pray. Especially when it's dealing, watch this, in relationships and friendships. Because you don't know, do you fight? Do you run? Yes, no, maybe. You're trying to figure it out. I heard Harvest Worship laughing. Um, so check this out. Uh, a real simple prayer. Lord, not my will because my will will be convenient my will watch this will keep me from being embarrassed see some people fight for stuff only because you don't want to look embarrassed to the people who tried to talk you out of it in the first place this is okay let me leave that alone what's this i'll do it on prayer i this. Be anxious about nothing. Pray about what? Everything. Say everything. Everything. Can I ask you a question? What does everything mean? But you know what we do? We pray about the stuff that, you know, we want to pray about. You know, Lord, rebuke my enemies. Make a path in the wilderness. That's what we pray about. We often don't pray about everything, so we're worried about everything. We worry about everything, and pray about nothing. You're worried about your health, you're worried about your kids, you're worried about your family, you're worried about your job, you're worried about airplanes, worried about you're just worried about everything. You know, you're just worried. And what does the Bible say? Pray about what? Everything. And once I pray about it, can I tell you why you need to pray? Come here. Can I tell you why you need to pray? Can I tell you why you need to pray? <laughs> You not understand the words coming out of my mouth? I love you, Harvest. (laughs) I love you, Harvest. Y'all gonna love me. I'm in here. You gonna love me. (laughs) Here's what happens when I pray. So I got it in my hand. I'm struggling with it. And it's heavy, too. It ain't just heavy. I'm all emotional about it. Oh God, oh God, oh Jesus. When I pray, here's what I do. God, that's your issue. And what did you just say? I got it. Y'all don't even know when to shop. It ain't my problem no more. Lord, what about my marriage? Prayed about that? That's God's issue now. Come here. What about my finances? Since I'm a faithful giver, I ain't worried about it. I gave it to God, And when I cast my cares on him, he'll take care of it because he cares for me. Gracias. Well, after I pray for it, I want to go worry about it again. So let me have it back though. That's what we do. So now you're in a tug of war with God because what you said you gave him, you try to take back. But I think there's somebody in here at the 1115 that once you pray about it today, I'm letting that go and I'm not going to worry about it. If that's you, give God a shout in here. Last thing, that's everything. Here's Luke 18 and one, always. I don't wait until I get home to get on my knees and do my hands like this to pray. I pray all day. Somebody say all day. day. Say it again. Say all day. day. Luke 18 and 1. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. Say (laughs) heart. Heart in scripture is mind. He says, if you pray, you won't lose your mind. You forget who you are and what you're supposed to do when you lose your mind. In 2018, or 2019, rather, God says, I need you to pray all day about everything so you don't forget who you are and what you're supposed to do. Because throughout your day, let's be honest, our days can sometimes, you know, sometimes you can wake up full of victory and joy at 6.30 by 8.15. (laughs) like, God Almighty, I'm ready to go home. You just got here. Check it out. Say everything. everything. Always. Always. I won't lose my mind. Well, that's cool. You can say it, too. Say <laughs> I won't lose my mind if I pray all the time. Like, go trap on that. Go trap on that. Say okay. I won't lose my mind if I pray all the time. Say, I won't lose my mind if I pray all the time. hey, 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 hey. I said, I won't lose my mind if I pray all the time. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Touch your neighbor. Say, I know that's right. That's the what we live in the city Say, 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 say it, say. I won't lose my mind if I pray. Say I won't lose my mind if I pray. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. That's your chant for this week. Oh. And people are gonna be like, what you doing at lunch? I won't lose my mind if i One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org/walk.